and welcome to Resilience in the End, a mostly weekly podcast that recognizes we're in serious trouble, but stubbornly focuses on how to find community and joy in the chaos. I'm your host, Polly, and today we are going to talk about living sustainably on a budget. And so this is kind of a funny episode. I've been gone for a while. There have been uh, a slew of personal events in my life that um, I needed to take a break for but I'm back. Um, I won't talk about all of them, but one of them actually, ironically, after I wrote about living on a budget was getting a new job, uh, a full-time job. So uh, my consulting and playworks.com had been my full-time gig for a long time. Now it's not, uh, but I'm I'm still excited to do this on the side. Uh, But uh, All that to say for the point of this episode is that actually uh, my budget has changed quite a bit and it will be kind of interesting to continue to work through the lens of sustainability, having a lot more money than I've had ever. Um, But I still think that I want to talk through this and that my point still stands because I have spent many, many years uh, never making more than like $50,000 as a household, um, living sustainably or as, you know, sustainably as I can. I want to talk about living sustainably on a budget, but an actually useful version of that that isn't centering consumer tips like buy a reusable water bottle or like go thrifting, right? Uh, When you Google like living sustainably on a budget, that's the top result. And it's ridiculous. I mean, the focus should never be on consumption. Um, And so I think a lot of people get in their head about being sustainable on a budget. They worry about buying the right things, which I, I think is a very reasonable framing of the problem when you're raised in this cult of capitalism. But we don't need to buy the right things. We need to have an understanding that the sustainable option is simply to abstain from buying as much as possible and to recognize that, you know, for those of you, uh, you know, most of us listening to this are in the US or in Europe and are living lives that can never be as low impact as people living in other countries that have very low income levels that have relatively little infrastructure, uh, little, you know, major industry, and that that creates a very light footprint. So I think we also need to recognize that, like, the idea of living sustainably on a budget is the people who are most sustainable are the people who have no budget, who have a very limited budget. So to think that we are in the U.S. constrained to not live sustainably because we don't make enough money is a very concerning paradigm that I want to shift. Uh, you know, but but speaking from a quote-unquote first world perspective, which I hate that, living sustainably on a budget becomes much easier when you realize you can remove lots of the decision fatigue of sustainable living by simply refusing to make decisions and becoming an unconsumer except where it matters to you. A combination of trading, bartering, and absolutely ruthless prioritization of your budget lets you become as sustainable as you can possibly be. You know, it's it's not choosing between two things that makes you sustainable. It's choosing to 
not participate in the economy at all, that's perhaps the most sustainable option. Obviously, we can't always do that, but I'd like you to keep that framing in mind. And before we get started, uh, I do want to share some dirty deets. Uh, I know that's what everybody really wants to know. I think talking about finances is so important. Keeping it taboo really um, hurts people, particularly women. And I think being open and honest about income is really important. So we are right now in 2023. Um, and our, I, talking about me and my partner, um, our income household income in this year was in the lowest quartile for household income in Indiana, which means we're in less than over 75% of households in Indiana. Um, that worked out to about, mm, it's going to be under $40,000. Um, somewhat by choice, a lot of it by choice, um, somewhat by circumstance. Uh, we kind of considered it a gap year for both of us. I kind of limited my work just because I didn't feel good. Um, we just earned very little this year. Uh, it's not a ton less than what we would normally earn. Uh, both my partner and I have mostly worked in like service jobs before um, I started my consulting. You know, I worked in education. I worked as a DSP. Um, he was also a DSP and worked in a kitchen. So you know, it's not like we we have a secret like background of income where uh, we earned like $100,000 in a year and then this year we chose to play poverty. No, it's just, you know, it just it, it is what it is. We've never earned more than like $55,000 as a household, which I recognize is still a lot compared to what some folks earn, uh, which is pretty gross. <laughs> um, we're in a very fortunate position, our expenses are low, and I have raised my income a significant amount um, when I felt that we needed to. Um, and you know, again, more broadly, we live above the poverty line in a global North country. We have financial flexibility in ways others don't. Um, you know, while some folks on a lower income than us may find this content useful, survival is always number one. And the less money you earn, the more sustainable you are, simply because you know, if you're making $19,000 a year, you may not have a car. You're not flying. You're not taking vacations uh, like somebody making $60,000 and agonizing over a sustainable sweater is. The fact is, the less money you make, the more sustainable you are. It doesn't matter that you shop at the dollar store and get most of your food and packaging. You're more sustainable. You just are. Win-win. Okay, so now all that's out of the way, let's talk lessons. I know I said I wasn't going to focus this on consumption, but the big thing about living sustainably on a budget is you have got to buy less. There is so much hand-wringing in the sustainability sphere centered around purchases that you could just not make. Yes, not buying things is inconvenient and it's not fun, but it's also the most budget and eco-friendly option. Right? Instead of spending hours scrolling through various clothing brands to find the most sustainable shirt ever just commit to wearing what you already have same goes for like the most ethical linen towel or whatever you probably already have something good enough and to be honest you could be using that time for something more productive this does come with one major caveat is you cannot buy better more sustainable or ethical products and expect to spend slave labor prices you can't there's no magic button to press that delivers you a $10 t-shirt or $1.99 pound of chicken that has no exploitation in the supply chain. So you should be prepared to buy less 
but spend more. Sorry, that's just the way it is. And kind of leaning into that, I think we need to make our luxuries super specific. So like I said, I usually spend no more than like $100 a year on clothes. It's probably less than that. Um, But I own two almost $300 jumpsuits. I bought them four years ago. I wear them weekly. I love them. Um, You know, our grocery budget is tiny, but we spend over $15 on bags of coffee that we really ethically sourced uh, very carefully. And we drink it daily. Because while I'm on the side of no buy 99% of the time, there's no reason not to truly indulge in very specific ways. And I think this is a lot of the downside of sustainability is it feels like deprivation to people. But instead, we just need to recognize that we have swung so far in the way of having access to everything in a way that is not normal and not sustainable, both like eco, but also just like logistically. It can't keep working like this. And identifying a few true indulgent luxuries is such a beautiful way to live. You know, I'm firmly on the side of no buy like 99% of the time, but there's no reason not to invite luxury into your life. You really need to figure out what that is to you, though. I buy high quality clothing when I know it's what I want. I will spend lavishly on food treats because it's a small joy. You know, I probably agonized over a $25 meal out at a mediocre restaurant more than the $800 I spent on the greenhouse last year because I know what is of value to me. I know the places in my life that deserve luxury and everywhere else, I just don't need it. But I do think it's very easy to go overboard on the I love it, I deserve it train if you don't very clearly despond define the specific areas of life you get joy from so for me it's definitely uh, food is number one for sure then clothes and then like garden stuff everything else whatever the next thing i think um has been getting more and more popular which is awesome um is to barter trade and ask capitalism has gotten us so fixated on money that it's easy to overlook financial non-financial ways of getting what you need right like Having less money forces you to get scrappy. We have gotten exceptionally scrappy to get really nice things uh, with very little money. So you have to think about what you do have, stuff, skills, time. Um, How are they valuable for trade? You know, I've traded vegetables for eggs. Um, I'm trading labor for garden space, uh, volunteer time for entrance into events, so many other things. So finding that way to trade and barter is critical to living a more sustainable and just like a better life on a budget. And also, I feel like so many folks just ignore the simple power of asking. We talked a little bit about this in terms of community building, but like, ask, get to know people and ask them. Uh, If you've got a community, ask what you need for, particularly, you know, that kind of like borrowing time. Recently, I've gotten a pitchfork, a wheelbarrow, and a really nice dehydrator on short-term loan from people. I didn't have to buy that. I mean, dehydrator alone would probably be close to $300. You know, a pitchfork is 40 bucks. A wheelbarrow is over a hundred. That's like $500 of stuff I didn't have to buy. And honestly, wasn't in my budget. So, um, you know, not only is it kind to your budget, it's it's making less demand for new products you won't use all that often anyway. 
So next about living sustainably on a budget, I think it's just being unabashed about not wanting to spend. It's hard. I think a lot of people, you know, a lot, there's been a lot of talk about losing third spaces, uh, places where we can gather outside of home and work that don't cost money. And we've lost that. And it makes socialization and doing things with people kind of necessitates spending money and wasting resources on things we don't really want or need. Somehow I've lost the part of me that feels embarrassed when I tell others I can't or don't want to spend money. Um, lots of people seem to have this. And, you know, I certainly have lots of embarrassment around other stupid things I do. But I've avoided it. Uh, embrace that vibe if you can and dig into buying less. Um, you know, just arm yourself with fun, low-impact activities, getting outside, going to museums, taking public transit to a new place, going on a bike ride, you know, come up with a lot of activities instead of spending money that you can suggest to folks when they want to get together. Um, and I think that will be really great for your budget, for the planet, and um, really your relationships because it doesn't need to be all about spending money. Okay, next, uh, sustainable on a budget. Nobody wants to hear it, but no eating out like ever. I am going to sound like a grandma shaking her fist and yelling into the wind, but it is absolutely unbelievable to me how much people eat out. First, I, I actually do not understand the finances of spending $20 or more on a single meal for a couple people with any frequency. I literally cannot afford it. My grocery budget was like $250 a month. There's no eating out. There's no affording that. How you DoorDash several times a week is truly beyond me. Like, I, financially, I don't get it. Wild. But second, I would also hazard a guess and say that a lot of you, like me, don't have easy access to restaurants who are utilizing a majority local or even ethically sourced foods. Right? It's not just the eating out aspect of it. It's that this food, you know, is not sourced well. Um, high impact, lots of uh, fuel miles, and just not probably sourced in the way you would like to be eating. Now, I understand the convenience and price factor for some folks with extremely limited incomes and several jobs to juggle may need to rely on fast food just as a time and budget concern, but... But again, we are not talking to those people who are just living. I am talking to the people who think that life is tough on $60,000 a year, maybe has a household income of like $100,000 and are ordering out a lot and just have a lot going on that they're not prioritizing food. The honest truth is that so many people listening to this are just simply not in that survival situation and are making a prioritization. You're like me, a middle-class person who's so tired by all the bullshit that you've fallen into a convenience to the detriment of the planet and your wallet and probably your health, honestly. Like, eating out is fun, but it is not great for you. There's a reason why it tastes so good. <laughs> and it's butter and oil. You know, I'm not saying I'm better than you. I would probably eat out more if I had the budget and, uh, you know, a a, a body that accepted more than like 20 types of food without rejecting it and being real mad we simply couldn't afford to eat out and there are just very few restaurants worth spending like 50 bucks for two folks to eat at which is again about almost 25 percent of our monthly grocery budget 
So instead of worrying about bringing your own container to the restaurant to avoid plastic, avoid it altogether and source good good quality food that you learn how to prepare quickly. Because the truth is, if you are eating out frequently, buying higher quality food is going to feel expensive, but it will even out when you stop going out so much. Sorry. <laughs> um, related to that, though, I don't think you need to be doing like a thousand percent at home from scratch meals like we are. That is a choice we've made. Um, you know, my my time flexibility means I can do that even without much money. But I think we can make our lives easier by radically reducing the types of food you buy. This is great for sustainability and the budget. So living sustainably on a budget. Really pare down on what you buy at the store. And I'm not talking about the amount, but the variety. My biggest grocery bills come when we start to toss in random add-ons we don't have a plan for, particularly when it's processed food, which for better or worse, I can't really eat anymore, which is a bummer, <laughs> um, and out-of-season food. We stick to a list of food we know that we'll use and that can store well, for the most part. Um, dried beans, rice, and corn for staples, chicken for my partner, eggs for me, um, carrots, potatoes, cabbage, and apples for produce right now. Obviously, that changes seasonally but eating seasonally will be the most budget friendly um buying less variety of food will be more budget friendly because it's more likely you'll use it up won't buy extra stuff um you know you get to learn how to cook with all those specific items in a million ways so it's very easy to play with them using different spices herbs fun add-ons in a way that doesn't feel too boring, but is pared back because the food we buy has a huge impact on the environment and, you know, scaling back to eat more locally, sourcing in season um, is really going to help. Uh, and, you know, I still love a fun bit of variety here and there, but I try to be mindful of this um, because it helps reduce food waste, makes meal planning easier, and keeps grocery bills consistent through the season when you're buying on repeat. And, you know, on that note, um, one of my last uh, sustainable on a budget tips is to eat seasonally and locally. You know, we all know that eating in-season food is the cheapest option, even if you're not sourcing locally, like in winter, uh, citrus is on sale because it's in season. There's like a very short asparagus season when it's very cheap and, you know, apples and everything really. Tomato season. When an item is more plentiful and easy to grow, it gets cheaper. Um, so in that way, you are already winning budget-wise. Um, you can upskill, upscale that by sourcing local i know that's that's a little bit tricky sometimes um you know i'm in the midwest like it is cold now i have some carrots in my greenhouse and some beets but you know there will be a, a time where it's pretty lean and and that's that's fine but a lot of times you can be eating very well in season and again it, it may feel more expensive at first when you are going to stands and markets, but if you're cutting back in other places, it begins to balance out. We are looking historically paying like the lowest amount of our total budget on food than we ever have. Um, it was not atypical for 
in in the past for people to be paying like 50 or more percent of their entire budget on food that seems crazy to us now but if you are pairing back in other ways gives you the capacity to find better better food yeah I mean as I ramp up my garden again I am definitely going to talk more about the budget aspect of seasonal and local food and growing your own food um but just a quick couple tips Seek out small sellers. Um, I love a farmer's market, but there is some serious upcharging going on. I really didn't go to my farmer's market at all this year. Instead, I went to a local farm stand down the road where prices were like a third to half cheaper than the farmer's market. So be looking for deals like that. If you do go to the market or other places, ask for seconds. Not like more, but the less desirable pieces of produce that are fine but like smushy bruised or otherwise imperfect um they're a great way to get bulk quantities for cheap if you want to like make tomato sauce there's always lots of tomato seconds um you know freeze fruit it's a lot cheaper per pound than buying the good most beautiful stuff start growing we can't grow it all but we can grow some high ticket items like herbs are always good to replace in the grocery store budget and accessible regardless of space with more space consider growing cool varieties of fruits and veggies that you can't get in the store um and as you get more space you can really go wild uh you can also think about foraging to get out in the world and see what's already there and then yeah just as a reminder ethical and sustainable products cost more they should we are living in a time when prices have been artificially deflated it's always through something bad um, somebody is not getting paid or the planet is suffering for paying low prices you will pay more for good food wiggle your budget to make it a priority unless you have truly have no wiggle room a lot of you do have that room even if you bemoan that you don't but if you don't uh, look around for community gardens look around for services that will connect you with good food um it does exist finally circling around to the end i think the last thing i want to land on which i've talked about already but i just want to remind you that less income means less impact whenever i'm feeling down about how much i earn i also like to remind myself that the less money i earn the less taxes i pay into the u.s war machine that is currently uh funding let's just say multiple genocides i also have less purchasing power to buy unnecessary junk um I don't fly on planes because I can't afford plane tickets. I can't afford a larger house with a massive footprint. Yay? I, you know, it's it's that funny balance of like, you need to earn income to live and you certainly don't want to be suffering. But there is a kind of sweet spot that I think we can land on that the striving for more often doesn't let us find um you know there's there's an immense amount of pressure for folks to perform capitalism well and there are lots of so-called rewards for those who earn more but fewer for those who choose a quieter slower less profitable life and i don't want to sound callous in a time where everyone is feeling the pinch of tighter times but there is there's a lot of freedom in letting go of a lot i think a lot of the emails um, and responses I got to talking about this was people who I perceive have enough 
but when we begin to add on subscriptions and our work is horrible so we're eating out because we just need something to make us feel a little better and we're spending money because TikTok has told us that XYZ product is going to level up our life and we just don't have the mental bandwidth to deal with it. It becomes, it feels very tight in a way that it is not. I do want to mention that I I want to be sensitive to people, but I do also want to say a lot more people um, have enough than think they do and you know particularly i want to again frame this in a discussion around it the fact that i'm going to assume the majority of us of you listening um are wildly wealthy in a global context and there is a way that we can reframe our lifestyle to reflect that i don't really have a conclusion to all this i just wanted to share some thoughts about living sustainably on a budget since i've been doing it for years and in a way that's a little more nuanced than the usual silly platitudes um but also recognizing what a wild amount of privilege we all truly have and and finding a way to stop fretting about not feeling like we have enough and figuring out a way to make what we have be enough um and and then leverage our immense privilege to to make some real changes in the world so yeah i would love to keep the discussion going you can email me or drop it in the comments of the blog post which i will include um, a link to in the show notes let me know your thoughts and yeah i guess uh my joy of the week is um i'm drinking coffee again (laughs) i have had some weird health issues for a long time that I'm trying to figure out and I was not drinking coffee for a while and it was very sad and now I'm drinking coffee again and it's very exciting um also I have a new job I'm gonna get a steady paycheck and not have to find my own clients that's super exciting very thrilling I definitely after the holidays want to come back to the podcast and we'll talk more about community building and resilience. Yeah, I wanted to talk about this in, in the context of the new year in a time when I feel like a lot of people are really struggling with the world and prices. And it, it's a lot. I, I definitely understand. Um, but there are ways that we can reframe our wants and needs to really bring some real joy and quiet into our lives. And I, I hope maybe I can um, show you a little bit of that. But yeah, that is all for this week. Uh, Happy to be back. Would love to hear your thoughts and uh, talk to you soon. Bye.